Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Hello, welcome to episode 22 of the podcast. This week, I'm talking about how you can find a new audience for your business. A new audience being people who have never heard of you before. Why is it important? Well, in order for someone to become a client, they first need to know you exist and that you do something that's relevant to what they might need in the future. If they've never heard of you, they're not going to be a client. Now, there are other steps they need to take before they become a client. They need to get to know, like and trust you. And they need to see an offer that entices them to work with you. Something that helps at a price they see value in. But the purpose of this podcast episode is to think about that very first step, knowing you exist. And it's not just a case of being known by the largest possible number of people. No megaphones needed here. You want to be visible to people who are likely to become your clients. So, if you're a doula, for example, there's not much point getting seen by older women or men. Although, I know men have wives and girlfriends who are pregnant. And yes, they may know people who need the services of a doula, but you're better off trying to get to people who are going to need the services of a doula themselves. They're the ones who will ultimately decide to employ your services. You want to reach the person paying, the decision maker, not the monkey, so to speak. And it's not just about the people who might need your services, but about targeting people who would be willing to pay for the kind of services you offer. So while a doula might work with women who are pregnant or have a newborn, you would want to target people who might employ you as a doula. Some people can't afford a doula. Some might be in places you don't want to work. If you're in Cornwall, you might not want to attract clients in Norfolk. It's too far to support in person. Others might have family and friends they rely upon and don't want a doula. Depending upon what you do, you might want to hone your target audience further, particularly if there's lots of competition for what you offer. There are lots of website designers, lots of great ones. I choose to focus my marketing towards female entrepreneurs with service-based businesses. They're the kind of businesses I understand and can help the most. It doesn't mean I don't work with men. I do. They represent a fairly small percentage of my clients. But it's easier to market to a smaller niche. I know where to focus my efforts and the kind of language that resonates. And that's key. You need to think about where the group you're targeting might hang out and what appeals to them. Spending time and money in places where your target audience is not there is just a waste. Once you know who you're targeting, there are lots of different ways to market to people who don't know you yet. So what does work best? Well, the first that I'm going to talk about is referrals. And the holy grail is to get other people to start talking about you, recommending you to other people who are your ideal clients. Because these people who were told about you 
come into your world warmer, if you like, than someone who has found you via any other means. They kind of jump further into the know, like and trust you box. You could argue it requires the least effort. Somebody else is doing your marketing for you. Why wouldn't you want that? But because you're relying upon other people, you have less control over it. And that's important because you can't rely upon this to generate a steady stream of potential clients. Referrals is probably where I get my most clients from, but they tend to come in fits and starts. For those who do come into your world this way, might be strong prospects, but it's not a reliable source. However, there are some things you can do to help this. Things like doing a good job for clients, especially those who may be influential. I know, I know, you do a good job anyway. I hope so. But they're far more likely to tell people if they've been pleased with the service you provide. Or, of course, if they have had absolutely dreadful service. We all like to talk about those situations. But if they've had good service, they become ambassadors for your brand. Another way you can help is telling people you know about what you do and even asking them to recommend you. It's tempting, especially when you start out, to keep quiet about your little business. I hate that phrase. Really, really hate that phrase. Nobody has a little business. But telling friends and family and asking if they know of anyone who might need your services, especially when you first start out, is one of the best ways to get business. We all know other people. And you telling 50 people, who might then tell a few more people, it adds up to a lot. Another way to help with referrals is incentivization. That's giving gifts or paying people to refer others to you. They're doing the work for you and they're saving you time and money. So there's a strong justification for them getting something in return. Now, I'm not suggesting you ask anyone to do anything underhand here at all. If you've listened to this podcast before or worked with me, you should know that's really not my style. And there are some people who feel uncomfortable recommending you if you're going to pay them. But there are lots and lots of others who will put in more effort if they're getting something back. I recommend lots of services. Some of these I'm an affiliate for and get a small commission. I always declare those. Others, I don't. But most people, like me, will only recommend services that they actually do recommend. And of course, once these people have been referred, it's then up to you to convert them into clients. You need to think about where you want referrals to go to find out more. Is it to your website? Social media? Or do you even have anything printed you can give them? Second way to get known is in groups. In person and Facebook groups are brilliant ways of getting your business known and known about in a positive way. And I don't just mean posting on those promote your business posts. It's usually they're only looked at by people looking to promote their business. Yes, it helps, but not as much as other tactics. You need to be a little bit more guerrilla, if you like. So, what do I mean? I mean, finding groups where your ideal client will be and sharing helpful information. So let me give you an example. If you're a baby and child sleep consultant, I mean groups of mums. 
ideally mums of younger children. And when somebody's having issues with their child sleeping, don't just go in and say, I'm a baby and child sleep consultant, I can help you pay me effectively. Make helpful suggestions of what they can do for free. Do this often enough and you'll find you become known as the sleep person in that group. And when someone is thinking about professional help, they'll reach out to you. And you can make offers to this group at the right time too. But get known first. And once you've got a few clients in this group, you'll find they even recommend you or tag you in threads where people ask about the kinds of things you help with. And not only does this help your visibility, getting known by more people, but they'll know you as the authority on this subject. It catapults you along the know, like and trust scale, meaning they're more likely to become paying clients if they have the need for your services. I know I found a couple of groups where this is the case and I get good clients this way. I've also found groups where somebody else already has that role and I just don't have a look in. So it's worth thinking about which groups you can be active in in this way. And they can be paid or free groups. They can be in person or online. It doesn't matter. Number three is search engines. So what about your website? Well, people don't just accidentally type your website name into their browser when they're looking for the service you provide. People who don't know who you are, but who are looking for the kind of service you provide or help with the kind of issue you help with, well, they'll use search engines and certainly in the UK, primarily Google. They might search for a specific service, for example, website designer Sevenoaks, or they might search for a question related to the service you provide. For example, how to get my two-year-old to stop waking in the night. And what you want is for them to find your website. Tactics to get your website found in this way are called search engine optimization, or SEO. And the most important thing is to be writing about what you want to get found for. You should have a page for each keyword or phrase you want to be found for. And I talk about this at length in episode four of the podcast, which is how to get your website found on Google. So if you've not already had a listen, I really recommend that you listen to that one. And if you have heard it before, maybe go back and revisit it. And the great thing about getting found via your website is that if it's correctly set up, it should take them along a journey where they find everything they need to know, like, and trust you in order to become a client. And there should be an offer on there as well. Number four is social media. Social media is many people's go-to for getting in front of a new audience. I think we're all addicted to those likes and comments. So constantly posting on your Facebook page, Instagram, or like LinkedIn profile. Is that you? <laughs> and the issue with this is that your social media posts are generally shown to people who already follow you. If you want to be seen by a new audience, you need to be following some quite specific tactics. For example, doing reels on Instagram. Instagram is currently promoting reels to people who don't follow you. They're also showing them more to people who do follow you. But I must admit, it seems to be a pretty random group of people who are on Instagram that get to see your reels, not necessarily your target. I know personally, I found really good reach with my reels, 
but they don't necessarily translate to many profile views or followers. Another way is using hashtags on Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. As people do search by or click on specific hashtags. And while they don't tend to get shown to as many people as reels are on Instagram, you'd expect people who search by or click on specific hashtags to be interested in that subject. So it's a bit more targeted. Another way to use social media is to create YouTube videos with search-friendly descriptions. Lots of people use YouTube as a search engine to find things they're looking for. Although, of course, there's also a lot of competition for an audience there too. Another way is collaborating with people who have a community of your ideal clients. This one can be super powerful. You get access to their audience, who trust them, and you can show you know what you're talking about. But it can be difficult to get access to a large enough audience this way. You really have to collaborate with the right people. Another way to use social media is to create shareable content. So your existing followers share with their followers. Again, this one's good, but in practice it can be difficult to do. Charts and infographics tend to be shared, but you can put a lot of effort into a single post only for it not to go anywhere. I know, I've been there too. <laughs> and the final way to use social media to reach a new audience is to create content that people will comment on in Facebook pages, LinkedIn and Twitter. Because their comments are shared with some of their followers, so they see your post too. And that's one of the key reasons people run competitions with tag a friend who would love this or comment below for a chance to win. If you're going to use social media to expand your audience, you do need to make sure you're creating the right kind of content. And you also need to think about what the follow-on is for the people who find you this way. Do you want them to follow you on social media? Join your email list. I talked about that on the podcast two weeks ago, episode 20. Or visit your website. You need to make sure they do more than just see you once if this is going to lead to them becoming a client. More followers is also not the ultimate goal. You want clients. Number five is ads. Because of course paid advertising is another good way of getting in front of a new audience. It can propel your business more quickly than you can do yourself organically. There are lots of places you can advertise. Lots of people want your money in return for sharing your content with their audience. And the key is to make sure it's been seen by the right audience, i.e. full of your ideal client. Social media advertising is particularly good for being able to target specific audiences. You can target by likes, by that's page, other pages that they like, by their demographics, and by what's called lookalike audiences, which is similar to people who already follow you. So just make sure, if you're going to do that, that your followers are your ideal clients, not your mum, nan, and best friends from school. Google Ads is another targeted option, targeting people who are using a specific search term. And this works best if it's a term which you can't rank for organically, for example, because it's too competitive. Another way is to advertise in magazines that your ideal client reads. But this can be more expensive. And you also, you can't test posts to see if they're likely to work before you commit, like you can with social media or with Google. 
Another option is leaflets delivered door to door. In my opinion, these are a complete waste of money. Most of them go in the bin and they're just poorly targeted. I know certainly when I look at the leaflets that we get through the door, there's a massive variety and they're just not targeted at all. And you don't just want to think about where to advertise, but you also want to think about the kind of adverts that might work in each place. And I think that's where social media and Google in particularly in particular excel, because you can test several ads across different target audiences and see which ones work best. And you can do that on a fairly small budget, and then you can invest more in the ones that work. Number six is PR and speaking. PR, public relations, and speaking are other ways of getting known by a new audience. And depending upon the audience, they can be very effective because you're showing your authority and personality too. Of course, it needs to be an audience of your ideal clients. If you don't have the budget to extend to having your own PR, you can do this yourself. Absolutely. I know I do. I have never employed a PR person. And there are several tactics you can employ to get into the press. So you can target specific publications that you want to appear in, find the name of the journalist that covers this area and send them a pitch directly. Press contacts often seek out people who fit what they're looking for. For example, using the hashtag journal request on Twitter or specific groups like Lightbulb on Facebook. And I've certainly had success this way. I've had articles in the likes of Forbes and Metro. And of course, you can send out a blanket press release. There are services that do this for you, or you can use Twitter, LinkedIn, and indeed the directory and individual publications to put your own list together. And I think the other benefit of PR, certainly in digital publications, is many of them will link back to your website, which helps your SEO. Certainly, I have linked backs from the likes of Forbes and Metro that I mentioned a few minutes ago. Number seven is podcasting. Of course, there's also podcasting. Hosting your own podcast has many benefits. I love this podcast. I really enjoy recording the episodes and talking to people about it. And you can reach a new audience because podcast players like Apple do promote shows to people who they think might be interested in them. But... There are other ways of doing this which require less effort. And to be honest, I wouldn't choose podcasting just to reach a new audience. I would choose it to get closer to an existing audience, but not to reach a new audience. And I'll talk about this in a future podcast episode. Where podcasts really do stretch your reach is by appearing as a guest on other people's podcast. You get to speak to their audience. And podcasts are a particularly effective medium because they're more intimate channels and also they tend to be longer. You really get to show you're an authority on the subject. It's a bit like a speaking gig, if you like. And the secret is to choose the best shows. I don't necessarily mean best in terms of the largest audience. You want ones where their audience is full of your ideal clients. So on this episode, I've talked about seven ways to reach a new audience. And the key is to reach a new audience that has the potential to become clients. Quality is definitely better than quantity. Now, in terms of actions, and I do always like to think people might take action after listening to these podcasts, 
I'd recommend initially choosing one of these that you're going to focus on. You can always add another later. So I'm just going to recap the seven that I've talked about today. And you know, let me know which one you've chosen. So the first is referrals. Getting clients, friends and family to recommend you to others. The second is groups. Getting known as the go-to person for a particular issue in an online or in-person group where your ideal clients hang out. The third is search engines. Targeting particular keywords that your ideal clients will type into Google. The fourth is social media. But this is posting the kind of content that reaches a new audience, which includes collaborating with others that have the kind of audience that you want to reach. Fifth way is ads, social media and Google being particularly effective at targeting specific audiences. Number six was PR and speaking, getting into the press or speaking at an event with your ideal clients. And number seven was podcasts, especially as a guest on podcasts your ideal client listens to. And once you've reached this new audience, this is just the beginning of their journey with you. You want to keep them. You want to get them to know, like, and trust you. And then you need to put an offer in front of them that they will want to buy. So ideally, as a next step, after they found you, you'll direct them to your website, which, of course, is going to be set up to lead them to work with you. Or you'll sign them up to your email list, or at the very least, get them to follow you on social media. All things I plan to talk about in future episodes. So stay tuned. And I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shows my podcasts more widely. And head over to my website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, where you can find all the ways you can work with me. Whether you're just starting out, looking to grow your business or scaling it. And see you next week.